This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is... Are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show joining you every day at 9, 9? How many times have I done this show? At 8am every single day. Uh, good morning, hope you're doing well, hope you're doing good. Let's jump into the chat box, see who we've got. We've got AFC West Mids, uh, we've got uh, Olo, we've got Harvey. Nice try. We've got Sarvik, not you, Harvey. Adam, good morning to you. Bobby, Jose, Omar, Martin, Omar, Stevie, GGT for you. Afsar, uh, we've got Runs of Cows. We've got uh, Scotty. Uh, we've got Stephen. We've got Paul. We've got uh, Jonathan, Vlad. Who else have we got? Scotty. Um, and we think we've got a brand new uh, member in the chat box as well. Joe Barn- uh, Barnsdale. Thank you so much, mate, for coming on the show. And joining the TGT family. I'm sure plenty of you will give you a very warm welcome and thank you for the continued support, mates. Lovely stuff. Good morning to Liam, to Austin, to Girish. Good morning to you, uh, to Bobby as well as always, Stefan and Trevor. Good morning, everybody. Uh, let's see uh, what we're going to get into today. Uh, Kai, you did indeed make a live show. Well done to you, mate. Well done to you. Um, let's jump into the th- into the show basically if you haven't seen it already yesterday i spoke to uh or the day before yesterday i spoke to emmanuel petit uh the video of that interview is now up on the arsenal way so the link to the arsenal way is in the description if you want to go and give that a watch we talked about lacazette and Partey and uh, and saliba and, and how arteta has improved the squad as well and i don't think petit's ever kind of held back on his views about arsenal in the past and he didn't yesterday either so do make sure you give that a watch really interesting insight into kind of where petit's head is at regarding arsenal so you can give that a watch on the arsenal way uh moving forwards though and our first story is the fantastic kind of comeback if you like i would have rather we've won obviously for obvious reasons but you know when we went one nil down um to Wolfsburg last night to come up with an 89th uh, equalizer from uh, Lottie Wooden-Moy uh, was a really solid finish as well from a center half when you consider the fact that I'm not sure whether or not Tobin Heath's free kick was intentional or not it was very much dragged far left um I'd love to think it was intentional and it was well done but it just <laughs> the strike looked like she was shooting low and just Messed it up, but uh, Wooden Moyer got on the end of it and finished fantastically. And 
you know, fingers crossed we can get the girls into the uh, into the semi-finals. It's going to be tough whatever happens because Wolfsburg are a very, very good side. Um, but uh, we're hoping that they can do it in Germany. So uh, well done, girls, and uh, best of luck for the next round. Uh, moving to the men's team, and Bakayo Saka has uh, been inside for what seems like a couple of days, ill. Uh, he hasn't returned yet a positive test back yet. There's no uh, diagnosis to what the issue actually is right now, but he has spent uh, a certain amount of time now in his hotel room, not training with the England team because he is ill. Uh, we wish him obviously the absolute best and hope he recovers very quickly, but it's unlikely now that he would be involved in the uh, in the Switzerland game, I believe, that come up, comes up first on Friday or Saturday. So uh, we'll have to wait for that and uh, wish him the absolute best in getting back and playing with the first team. Uh, continuing with Arsenal's players that are currently away with their national sides, William Saliba has taken the opportunity to uh, do an interview, which he spoke to RMC Sports, and he said, I never hid the fact I felt good here. I don't know my future. There are two months left. The most important thing is to qualify for the Champions League and go as far as possible in the Conference League. I think there will be discussions afterwards at the end of May, beginning of June with Arsenal and Marseille. We will decide at that time. Um, These are the words of someone that's very open to staying in Marseille. Uh, That is clearly the case. What I would say is that plenty of players have gone on loan, spoken like this about the club that they're at because they want to say they feel good there. They want to say they feel happy there. And then they return and flourish at their parent club after they've given them those guarantees. And that's something that Petit spoke about yesterday with me is that it's the guarantee of playing time that uh, Saliba will need. And, you know, I'm concerned. These are certainly concerning uh, kind of quotes. But as far as we were aware previously, the intention was for him to come back and fight for his place. We're going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, I think it's going to be a huge challenge for Mikel Arteta to convince him to remain. But we have all the control. Two years left on his deal. Uh, he can't force a move out. And if he does, you know, we're going to ask him, we're going to be asking for a significant amount of money, having invested nearly £30 million in him. So we'll see how this one goes. But uh, it's not what you want to hear. What I would say is that he was asked about Arsenal uh, congratulating him on his French call-up. And he said that it was nice to get those messages. So, you know, he is very well aware of the fact that Arsenal are in contact. They remain in contact. Edu and Ben Ganapa, um, who is the the loans officer, have, have continued to keep in contact with him. And, you know, no, they know or he knows that Arsenal have been monitoring his progress this entire time. So uh, there is some encouragement, but these words are always going to, you know, create a little bit of a concern. Um, now, this is a new one on me, uh, very much so. Bruno Iglesias, uh, who is an interesting young attacking midfielder playing in the Real Madrid Youth Academy, described as the next Kaka. Uh, Arsenal have been credited with an interest in Iglesias. I'm not sure how real the interest is or how far along it would be from Arsenal moving for him, but you'd imagine if Real Madrid's kind of central three midfielders of Cruz and Casemiro and Modric are moving towards the latter stages of their career, They'd want to be, you know, keeping their young 19-year-old attacking t- uh, talents on their academy and, and bringing them through. But Arsenal are said to have an interest in Inglésius. I have no idea about anything of, of what he's done. It is purely a name that's popped up for me. Uh, we'll see uh, if anything else comes from this. I giggle because, again, it's 
it's a strange link because I've never seen or heard anything about him. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be one to follow, or maybe one to do a little bit more research on. JM says, "When are the, you doing the next loan player updates?" There at the end of the month, start of next month. So probably the second week of the international break, you'll be getting uh, the look at Saliba and the youth team and uh, and Balogun as well. So I look forward to bringing you that next week. Um, let's go into our next story. If the actual slideshow will move for me. Let's go to Noah Lang. Now, Noah Lang, we reported yesterday uh, the reports that were coming out suggesting that AC Milan would be competing with Arsenal for his signature. Well, yesterday, um, further reports came out discussing his possible price tag and that Club Bruges would be accepting a figure, uh, a straight up figure in the region of 20 million euros, which is only about 16 million pounds. So that figure would rise to closer to 25, 30 million euros with bonuses and add-ons and, you know, things like that, depending on what Lang achieved at the club. But a 60 million pound fee for a player as highly rated as Lang would certainly be something that would interest Arsenal, you would imagine. Um, and that's a really solid bit of investment if they chose to do it. I had a really good chat with Josh Williams yesterday on the Arsenal way, looking at wide forwards and kind of the top three wide forwards that we would look to bring in. Noah Lang didn't feature on either of our lists. Uh, if you want to find out who we did pick, Go and give that a watch over on the Arsenal way. But 20 million euros, uh, 16 million pound flat fee, which could then rise to 25 to 30 million euros with additional add-ons. Seems a bit of a bargain forever gets him. And lastly, in terms of transfer news, Darwin Nunez. Uh, we all know very much more about Darwin Nunez now, having been linked to him for some time. Um, but it was said yesterday, according to Fabrizio Romano, that Arsenal have now uh, kind of stepped up this interest. There are discussions with the representatives. He's been a solidly added to their list of players. Um, Arsenal wanted to get a feel of kind of the, the numbers uh, around the player and what it might take to bring him in. Look, he's a very, very solid striker. And closer to the window opening, we will be doing a tactical breakdown. Of course, I will be holding off for the moment because I want to get as maximum data as possible between now and the end of the season. And that's when you can imagine the transfer tactical breakdowns. We'll be returning is at the end of the season so that we've got all of the possible data from 21-22. But Arsenal are said to have stepped up their interest in Darwin Nunez and could be a player that Arsenal look to bring in in the summer as their number one striker. And that does include all of the news from today. So it means we move on to our Q&A section. So if you've got any questions, throw them into the chat box and we'll try and get us through as many as feasibly possible. Let's go. Okay, then let's see what questions we've got thrown. And we've also got to come up with our poll uh, question for today, which I already have an idea about what I want to ask. Uh, so let's throw the poll into the chat box for today and you guys can get voting. Uh, this is going to be specifically a question surrounding the the kind of strikers that Arsenal should be looking for in the summer. As I say, myself and Josh Williams over on the Arsenal way did a really good chat about wide forwards. And that's what I want to ask you. So... Would you rather, is the start of the question, which is never a good way to start a question these days, bring in two uh, orthodox strikers, as in, you know, players that are akin to playing and comfortable playing in a striker position as their primary, uh, or one striker and one wide forward who has the capacity to kind of play and be versatile. So one versatile wide forward but kind of someone like a, a Cody Gakpo for instance someone like hmm, 
And Gabriel Martinelli, you would argue, is kind of one of these versatile wide forwards that could possibly uh, play in a central role as well. So there's your question. Um, we've got the first option, which is two strikers, or the second option, which is one striker and one wide forward. So there's your two options. Here's your poll. It goes into the chat box. I see that Clive's in there already. I wonder what he's going to vote for. <laughs> I wonder indeed what he's going to go for. This is obviously, let's say it's with the caveat that Lacazette is also going to be going. Um, so let's see if you can, that changes your mind in any way. Uh, let's go and have a look through the questions that are flooding into the chat box uh, and make sure you hit the likes. As Harvey says, we've only got 48 years so far. There's nearly 400 of you watching. Do drop a like on the video after you've pressed an answer on that poll. Uh, Olu says, hey, Tom, Barcelona are set to sign Kessier, which means De Jong will be available. Why would it mean he's available? Will they not just play Kessier next to De Jong? Is that not something they can do? Would they not do that? Bruno, uh, Bruno, Sergio Busquets is coming to the end of his time with the club. Why would they not just play them both together? I'm not sure if they would. Um, I see what you're saying. Barca's wage allowance for next year is 120 million, but they can move other players. Or Memphis Depay, you'd imagine, would probably be moving on. He's not done that well since going there, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, Pinoin says, what's your opinion on the leaked black away kit? If you've seen it, I have uh, seen the training top that was leaked, which apparently hinted towards the Arsenal away kit. Uh, let's have a look if I can find it. 21-22 uh, leaked. Let's have a look to see if it's been found. Hold on, 21-22. I want 22-23. That's what we want to know. Uh, I've only seen the... Oh, here we go info leaked so that's yeah it's, it's just the training jacket that's been released so far if it is true then i'm absolutely getting it like a black and gold arsenal kit is like that's perfect that's like the perfect level of away kit that i want to see at arsenal black and gold is is the one for any kind of a kit uh, i says seeing how good balogun's progress is so far we could let go of lacquer and place balogun as a backup striker after darwin uh, is Flo a good second option? I think that this is certainly something if, so we went down the route of signing a striker and a wide forward, it opens up a pathway much wider anyway for Balogun to kind of go through than it would say if you sign two more orthodox strikers. Let's have a quick check on the poll. Uh, 109 of you have voted. Still very tight. Uh, 48, 49% of you say two strikers. 51% of you saying uh, a striker and a wide forward, although that has now dropped down to 50-50. So the two strikers is uh, is starting to, to come back. So let's see what you guys finish off the show on. So drop a vote on that poll if you haven't done so already. And make sure you hit the like button as well to show your support to the channel. Um, let's scroll and find some more questions. Uh, GG2FU says, I feel Noah Lang is ahead of his time. Uh, his work rate and footballing brain is excellent. He would make a good addition to the team the issue is kind of you know the the behind the scenes stuff there's been some questions about what happens behind the scenes and uh i you know i can't comment on specifics but there's been rumors of of alleged uh issues from an attitude standpoint so that's certainly something that we'd need to look into and know that that's not going to be a problem uh paddy says hi tom we will only get a wide forward if we sell pepe i kind of agree with you paddy i think that that's Certainly something that could come into effect. Although, that being said, if Lacazette does move on and Ketia does move on, there is scope that maybe we would still be open to signing kind of a player that's versatile enough to play in a wide area without selling Pepe. I think Reese Nelson would certainly have to be moved on again, that's for sure. 
Um, Christopher Martin says, not a question, Tom, but potentially Martinelli and Smith Rowe could play up front. So one striker and one wide forward for me. Um, I know a lot of people feel this way about Martinelli and some people feel it about Smith Rowe. I personally don't. I like Martinelli in a wide position. I like him on the ball more and I just don't think he gets the ball anywhere near as much when he plays in a central role. And the same goes for Smith Rowe as well. Uh, Juni says, uh, Tom, uh, Victor Ozerman should be the first priority. He is physically and technically so solid with pace. He's a number nine that could make something out of nothing. Very coachable and a uh, student of the game. I know that Bailey is a big, big fan of Victor Ozerman. I'm personally more of a fan of Patrick Schick over the two, uh, who isn't slow. Some people tweeted me yesterday saying Schick is slow. He used to play on the wing and has been playing in a very, very speedy position for, for plenty of time. He's not rapid by any means, but Schick is far from slow. So I would encourage people to go and, and watch a game of Bayer Leverkusen before describing Schick as slow. Um, we've got Paul who says, we've got loads of wide players. We need two strikers, especially if we move on Lacazette and Nketiah. Hilmi uh, has probably got a question that Manu will be able to answer in the chat box. Is Charles de Catelaire a wide forward? I'm sure Manu will come up with an answer for you in the chat box. Knows much more about him than I do. Uh, Z says, who are we replacing Xhaka with? It's a really good question because it's a really difficult question to answer. Finding someone that upgrades on Xhaka is not easy. And some people might scoff at that and think, are you mad? It's Granite Xhaka. But let's be real. Xhaka has been a very solid central midfielder for us for the last two seasons. Yes, he's not without his mistakes. But finding someone who is a significant upgrade and consistent is tricky. Xhaka has been better than Tielemans this season. Xhaka has been better than Ruben Neves this season. It's going to be hard to find someone. I like those two players. Don't get me wrong. But they're not guaranteed upgrades on Xhaka as soon as they come into the team. They could be. But they're not guaranteed to be, and that's a credit to how good Xhaka has been. Fabian Ruiz is my pick. No, he's not the most popular one, but I really like the Spanish midfielder. Uh, Savic says, what's the price tag we'd slap on Reese Nelson with the English tax? Well, he's only got a year left on his deal. I think you'd be lucky to get over 10 million quid, if I'm honest. So let's see what happens in the summer. I think we'd be lucky to get anything in the end. Adam says, do you consider Balogun as a proper striker or a versatile wide forward? I tend to lean towards the latter. The thing about Balogun is that whilst I think he sees himself more as a central striker, he's been used slightly off of centre, both for the youth team and for Middlesbrough. Uh, Chris Wilder has used him slightly off to the left and he likes to cut inside on his right foot. And he's done that with Mika Bireth in the youth team. So there is scope. He played it, of course, if you remember, against Sunderland too. He played on the left-hand side as well. So there's scope that Balogun could be more of a wide forward for us, but I still think that he probably sees himself as an out-and-out out number nine, and I would see him, would like to see Balogun more in an out-and-out out number nine position. Uh, Bulgarian Gunnar says, are we underestimating Nelson? Arteta did give him minutes in his early days. He did indeed. I just don't think Nelson's taken his chances and just isn't clinical enough uh, with his final ball and his final shot in the final third. So I'm not sure Nelson will be one to make it at Arsenal, but there's no denying that the kid has talent. That is for sure. Uh, Dan says, Tom, have you done your missing 11? Who are you? Yeah, no, I've not. And it'll probably be one for the second week of the uh, international break, as is kind of the rest of the inventive content that's coming up. Um, Franklin says, Tom, why don't we go for a top nine and get in a Jovic on loan with a buy option? I see what you mean. Go for a massive, marquee, world-class, super expensive striker and then try to bring in uh, a Luka Jovic style. I'm not sure Real Madrid would let him go on loan anymore. I think if they're going to let him go, they would want to sell him. It doesn't make any sense for them to let him go on loan for another season, diminishing his value because his contract would be running down. They would want to sell him. So I'm not sure you'll be able to get him on loan, to be honest. 
Um, Penny Ween says, could we not buy just one striker and convert Smith Rowe or Martinelli? Again, I think this is something that you can look to do with a wide forward that you bring in. I like Smith Rowe and Martinelli in a wide area. I think it's what's seen them flourish the most at Arsenal. And I think Arteta's kind of nailed that down as their best position. So I wouldn't personally. Manu says, I've only seen 90 mins of Matt Turner, so I can't make a judgment. Did we bring him in for PR or is he the real deal? Well, speaking to Sophie from the Highbury squad, she certainly ensures me that he's the real deal. Very impressed with what he's done with the US men's national team. He's keeping Zach Steffen out of the team, who very much people know from Manchester City. Uh, I think he's being brought in because he's highly rated. Like I think there is a link to the MLS that Arsenal need to be more aware of we need to utilize that market better because there is talent out there and there are teams that are able to get that talent that we've so far ignored or just not been or we've been a little bit naive to not consider it i don't think it's pr i think matt turner is going to be a solid keeper from all intents and purposes and everything that i've heard about him as well uh valverde christopher i think you're living in dreamland if you think real madrid would let go of him um, Raf says, Shik bias. What about his injuries? Renata Sanchez, awesome men, has shown you can score in two of the top leagues and league. Uh, Shik shug struggled in Aussie men. See, I hate this. I hate this kind of looking back. Like, if a player finds his groove, finds his, his situation, finds that next step up in his career, why are we judging them based on what they did two, three years ago? I want to judge them on the here and now. I want to judge them what they're capable of doing and what they're on they're achieving right now. And Aussie men, you want to talk about injuries? I mean, there's not much between the two in terms of injuries throughout the last three years, Raf. So uh, I don't think you can use injuries to try and justify one over the other. In that case, Philip says, "Is a transfer for Basuma dead? And if not, is he what we need now with Partey playing deeper?" Basuma's situation is really unknown to me. I don't know what's going on with the the alleged allegations. Um, so I don't know, but it's gone very quiet on that front for sure. Um, Christopher says, hopefully Nelson continues getting games at final. I think he started his last four games. He also scored uh, the other day in the UEFA Conference League. So that's also good. Um, the end, though, saying that Matt Turner is dreadful. I, I've heard very, very different things. Uh, Axel says, to be 100% truthfully, I have not watched any of our striker targets enough. I think the profile of them all are interesting. It's a matter of preference. We should not underestimate them. I tell you what, Axel, the amount of conversations I've had with people that have said, we have to get Nunez, or we have to get Ozymen, or we have to get Schick, or we have to get whatever striker. And I say, how many of their games have you genuinely watched? And they fire back their goal statistics. And I'm like, how can you be this passionate about someone that you want us to sign without watching them? And then what you often see is, if I ever say this, how many games have you watched? The retort is often, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter if I've watched him. That's a 12-year-old argument someone said to me the other day, asking them if they've watched them play. Why is it? Why is it such a critique to ask you if you've watched enough of that person? How can you be so passionate about bringing in a player without having watched them? I'm quite lucky that I've got access to Scout and I pay for that privilege to have Scout, which allows me to watch plenty of players just, you know, at a whim and watch every goal they've scored, every touch they've had, every interception, every tackle, every yellow card they've ever received, every pressure, every recovery, every loss of the ball, every aerial duel. It's a really good tool. And it's certainly something that I invest in with the help that the channel has provided to be able to watch plenty of these players. But I just, I find it so odd. I find it so weird that people get so passionate about certain players that they've barely seen anything of. 
They might have seen a game in the Champions League or a couple of games that are on telly, but have you really watched them? Have you really watched them? Um, and then they're like, no, it's the wrong player. <laughs> I'm like, have you really seen them play? So there you go. Uh, Jenny B says, Tom, I genuinely love your daily do uh, dose of videos, but your headlines genuinely raise my blood pressure. Like when you said Gabriel will miss the Liverpool game, hopefully Bukai as well. That Gabriel doubt video was all about um, the reports coming from, uh, I believe it was... Uh, I saw something on Twitter from a verified account um, that said about the uh, his his wife is currently you know uh, expecting and he wasn't spotted in training. So that's where it came from. But uh, we just report the news, mate. We report what others are reporting, and you know if we hear anything on the sides, uh, then we also talk about it. But uh, it's it, you do what you do, you do what you do. Um, Vlad says, are we overlooking options like Calvert-Lewin perhaps? Last summer, no one would have predicted Ramsdale and his success since Calvert-Lewin would sort of feel like that kind of signing in the summer uh, if it happened. Look, I think that Calvert-Lewin, his stock has fallen significantly, which opens up a couple of options. Do you go for Calvert-Lewin and think that you're going to be able to restart his career at Arsenal and kind of, you know, give him a, a leash of life, if you like, and get him at a price that could be significantly less than what we would ever paid for, for Calvert-Lewin. And it's a bit of a risk. Do you take that risk? It's really difficult because he could come to Arsenal and struggle, he could come to Arsenal and not work. So it's it's tricky, um, but I think it's a solid debate to be had. That is for sure. Um, don't sleep on DCL, says Clive. And yeah, I think it's a solid argument to say this could be a really good time to take the plunge on Calvert-Lewin because of Everton's situation and get a really opportunistic deal for him and uh and then we'll wait and see what happens uh let's scroll up a little bit more mc says hi tom what is your thoughts on actor coglu uh, uh he's a winger at galatasaray i'm really sorry if i've butchered that name um yeah my colleague chris davison was writing a piece about him and when he said he was writing a piece about him i said I have no idea who this is. I, I know nothing uh, about our... Uh, I'm going to try this again. At Takoglu. I'm sure there's a, a softer sound that you have to say uh, in there. Um, let's have a quick look at this guy on transfer marks. So we'll look at his stats this season. 23 years of age. Eight goals, five assists in the league. 11 goals, eight, nine assists across all competitions. It's impressive. But I can't say that I've seen him. So I have no idea, mate. I have no idea anything about him at all. Um, but uh, if like, some of our Turkish listeners might be able to give us some more information on how good he is. Uh, where is the love for Guiri? Uh, actually, if you watch uh, if you watch my video that I did yesterday with Josh, I use Guiri in my list uh, of players that I would sign in that area. So there you go. Um, thank you, Mafia Boss. Really appreciate it. And thank you for listening and tuning in. And thank you for the donation. That's really, really kind of you. Uh, so it says, can Hilaire do a job at Arsenal? I'm going to sound like the biggest hypocrite, right? Because <laughs> I've just, just gone for Raph about talking about previous seasons. The only reason why I'm willing to sit and say that, it, that you know, you look at a previous seasons because at West Ham, it didn't work. And that's in the Premier League. It just didn't work for Sebastian Haller. And he's gone to the Eredivisie, which is very different to the Bundesliga with Bayer Leverkusen and Schick. There is a big difference between the two, okay? So I'm not being a total hypocrite, but I just wouldn't go the plunge on Haller because of the issues that he faced in the Premier League and how he struggled with the Premier League. So... 
you know, and it wasn't exactly for a bad West Ham side either. So I think I think I've probably got away with that. <laughs> probably got away with that one. Uh, uh, Udbav says uh, DCL would be good. We need two strikers as well, and he could be available at a discount. Uh, Deep Eleven says Tom Xhaka has never won Arsenal's Player of the Month award. Should we show him some love this time around? Look, the Player of the Month award is not about showing love to a player. It's about voting for the player that's been the best. And the player that's been the best is Thomas Partey, without a shadow of a doubt. So there you go. Um, Fung Deman says, wow, Tom's YouTube skills have leveled up. I remember when he wasn't using polls in the live vids. <laughs> yeah, look, I can only give Harry Simeon credit for that. He showed me how to do it. Yes, Tom the hypocrite. <laughs> Tom the hypocrite, indeed. Uh, Ruben says, mark my words, Isaac is everything we need. And I think he's the one that will get a lot right. Uh, a lot of people seem to write him off. Ignore the thought of the four goals. He'll explode. I can't ignore them. I can't ignore the four goals, Ruben. It's just something holding me back about seeing four goals and 74 million pounds. I can't, I can't get my head around those two things to invest uh, in someone like that. I just, I'm just not sure. If you could get him for significantly less than that, then we can talk because I think there's potential there. But 75 million pounds for a player that scored four goals in La Liga this season? Oh, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure. Um, Jay and Bene says, Tom, are you, to uh, are you taking Rashford? And DCL. Look, again, I had a really good chat yesterday with Josh about Rashford and about how people have written him off and about he's playing in an awful Man United team and the fact that he's got over 100 goal contributions from the ages of 20 to 23. And I think he's being slept on and I think he's being disrespected by a lot of Premier League fans. Do not get it twisted. Marcus Rashford is a top, top footballing talent that is being wasted at Manchester United. Absolutely wasted. Go and have a look at his goal, his goal record and his assist record for the last three seasons. This one has been poor. I don't know what it is. It's just disinterested. Ronaldo's taken off all the all the kind of the attention, like we saw with Greenwood before his issue, before his issues, not his issues. You know, he's an idiot. Um, but before his uh, whatever bloody happened, um, and you know, you think about you, you think about what Rashford's potential could be um, and what he could deliver in this Arsenal team. And I think to write him off is a bit naive. Uh, as I say, go and have a look at the goal record. Go and have a look at him playing during his best seasons, which is, you know, not this season, but the three seasons before that. His crime. Thank you, Jonathan. Yes, that's the right word I was looking for. Um, Greenwood's crime. Uh, you look at the seasons before that. It's mad. It, it's mad what he achieved. And it's just, I find it crazy how he's so written off so quickly like nope not good enough doesn't get in the team doesn't he's, he's another Welbeck I saw people describing as a Welbeck how embarrassing Re with respect to Welbeck I'm sorry but Rashford is levels above Danny Welbeck absolute levels above him so would I be happy if we signed Rashford a hundred percent a hundred percent he's a quality quality footballer and I think would flourish in this Arsenal team and look, uh, this comment that says uh, Salah uh, flopped at Chelsea. Let me find it. Just, just spit off my scene. Alf, he's not even flopped at United. He's done ridiculous things at United. He's dragged United in certain seasons back into Champions League football. You know, it's it's hardly, he's hardly been a flop. This season he's been disappointing, don't get me wrong. But 
goodness me, go and watch Rashford play uh, from the ages of 20 to 23. He's 24 now, and this season's not been his best. But wow, what a player people are misunderstanding. That is for sure. Um, Gunatash has goals in so-called lesser leagues. Why do they count so much? It's not the Prem. Uh, I think you have to be, I th again, I think that you have to look beyond a player's if you're looking at a player that's playing in the Bundesliga or La Liga or Liga or the Eredivisie or whatever, go and watch them. Don't just look at their goal record and say, it's the Bundesliga, it's La Liga, it's Liga, it's the Eredivisie, it's the Portuguese League. Don't, what's the point? It's so ignorant and naive of a player to just discredit or just discard them because of the league they play in. The Premier League is as, as uh, successful as it is because of foreign talent because of the talent that it brings in to the Premier League. You know, England have really suffered um, in the course of, say, through the late 2000s, early 2010s, uh, up until the point now where we have, we're finding a golden generation. And you could argue that it suffered because Premier League sides were investing heavily in foreign talent and the, the pathway for English players to develop and reach the heights that we see they are now wasn't anywhere near as high as it is during this current period and has been for the last, say, half decade. And so to discredit other leagues after our team has found such stars and some of the best players that we've ever bought at Arsenal have come from different leagues. Thierry Henry, Patrick Vieira, Dennis Bergkamp. Like, and the thing is, Dennis Bergkamp wasn't exactly flourishing at Inter Milan when we bought him. Thierry Henry wasn't flourishing at Juventus when we bought him. And yet people so naively just rule out players because of the league they play for. Go and watch them. Go and watch the players and go and actually see their ability, see their individual talent. Deep 11 making a great point. Luis Diaz came in from Portugal and hasn't, uh, and hasn't had absolutely no problem in adjusting to the Premier League at all, whatsoever. It's, it's such a frustrating argument. I can have discussions about systems. You can have discussions about, say, Nicolas Pepe, for instance, who played in a Lille side that played in a completely different system to what Arsenal were playing at the time. And that's why I think he struggled. But Pepe's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. He's just suited to playing a certain way. I think he could flourish in a different Premier League team, not just when people say he's not worked in the Premier League. No, he's not worked at Arsenal. Put him into another team that will give him what he needs and he will flourish. But be naive and think about leagues so binary. It's just the wrong way to go about it. So uh, I saw it yesterday with, with Darwin Nunez and people talking about him in the Portuguese league. Go and watch him play, for goodness sake. Like, go and actually see the guy play. It's mad. So, yeah, Delt says Suarez being doubted came in from Ajax. Look at what he did. Madness. It's absolute madness. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap things up there, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Do drop a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you're new around here with those notifications turned on so you never miss a show. Uh, and Gunataj, hopefully I've answered your point because you raised a very good one. Um, we will see you. I said I might do a show this, uh, this afternoon. I might do uh, another discussion show. As I said, we're going to do loan updates. We're going to do Balogun. We're going to do Saliba next week. We're going to do the youth update next week as well when we reach april i can't believe it's already april uh <laughs> it's, it's mad 2022 is already flowing through so quickly uh thank you to all of the support in the chat box as always all oh, the poll yes thank you for reminding me this is why you're absolute legends because you remind me of things the poll uh finished on wow the votes are going up quickly because i've not checked it in so long over 300 of you have voted 53 percent of you saying one striker and one wide forward 
47% going for two strikers. Very split. One for a greater discussion. Certainly needs to be. Clive, we need to link up. Tell me if you've got any spare time, mate, because I know the listeners always appreciate when you come on the show and we can chat about transfers. So hit me up, mate. Um, I will see you tomorrow morning, if not this afternoon. And do check us out on the Arsenal Way, 9.30 a.m. show. Go listen back to my chat with Emmanuel Petit, uh, which came out on the channel yesterday evening. Uh, But it's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you guys, as it always is. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dip in and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.